you're listening to a life-changing podcast that does a deep dive into what's behind the silence, the truth no one wants to talk about, featuring two thought-provoking professional coaches who specialize in linguistic patterns of thought, feelings, and behavior. As NLP practitioners, certified and life-changing, the dynamic duel, Stacey Cutright and Stephanie Demmel. Welcome back, friends, to What's Behind the Silence. Stacey, how are you feeling this morning? I know you've been under the weather a little bit. Oh, you know, my, my voice isn't going to sound uh, so great. I, you know, to be honest, I'm not feeling the most, the greatest. However, I did take a COVID test because uh, I have some things to, to do later this week. So I want to keep people safe. And thank God I was negative And um, my son was, was sick, you know, last week and I think it's just sinuses, you know, here in Michigan, our weather is bipolar and it doesn't know if it wants to be 60, 20, freezing rain, snowing, or the sun being out and, you know, being warm. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking for spring to sprung and, uh, I know you've been working outside in your gardens and it's been warm in Texas and, you know, I gotta be honest, that jealousy word, you know, it's it's never great, but man, I'm feeling a little bit jealous right now of you. I don't know, we already hit 94 the other day, so let's calm that down just a bit. <laughs> so that was a little warm. You know, 80s, 85s, you know, if we could keep that all year round and sunshine, oh my gosh, our mental health, you know, that vitamin D, um, you know, man, I know here in Michigan, with a lot of people having seasonal affective disorder, you know, that would have, that would really help them. So, and also it helped the aspect of physical, you know, being able to get out walking, biking, hiking, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, those, in, those people that don't really enjoy the cold as they get older, you know, it helped them. So in, anyway, oh, you know, I had a doctor because I, I recently, you know, injured, uh, I guess, the tenants in my thumb and stuff. And he said, you know, the good thing is, is that you, you really don't have that much arthritis in your, in your, your thumb. And he said, however, you know, at your age, oh, at your that, age, at, oh. at your age, I wanted to, <laughs> you know, I, I, I got to be honest, you know, I'm like, buddy you're at a level that my arm is i would watch out what you're saying out. about that is in the house yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway no i'll be 49 uh next week and um i know and you know i'm embracing it i had somebody say what you know are you having a hard time being almost 50 i'm like oh hell no because you know what i'm i'm in the best place in my whole life, you know, I, I, I love who I, you know, Hey, the sharp paint puppy legs and stuff like that. I'll take that all day because I'm a better person than I was, you know, in my younger years. So I'm embracing it. Uh, there is something about growing older when you have the reins to life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So hey, what are we going to, well, I wanted to talk about our our uh, little glitches in our program first. You know, we okay. have some, we we know we have some issues with our audio. We, our lovely internet likes to bounce in and out. 
Uh, we're both actually pretty rural areas and we're getting fiber, both of us. They're laying fiber right now in both of our neighborhoods. So we expect our audio to improve and we want to just apologize to our audience on, you know, when it cuts out and hopefully that'll get, you know, a couple of months down the road, that'll get fixed and uh, we won't have that issue anymore. So, yeah. So please bear with us on that. You know, we, we know we can identify that it's happening. We're sad that it's happening. However, I think the message in between the, the cutouts, uh, individuals can understand. Um, so anyway, yes, we're sorry. So today so, we're going to talk about inner child, right? Oh, yes, we are and the healing of it. And why do we need to heal? And uh, if I may, you know, um, I want to slide into, you know, what is the purpose of our inner child? You know, I know when I started hearing, you know, uh, inner child and inner child work, I was like, what? You know, I thought, I thought these people were crazy. I'm like, this is weird. Um, and so, you know, our, in, the purpose of our inner child, it, it is part of our subconscious and, you know, it picks up messages, um, from way before we're even fully aware of what's going on. And it hits our, our mental and emotional uh, well-being. And it's where it holds our uh, emotions and our memories. And, you know, most importantly, our beliefs, our self-beliefs. And uh, this all comes from our past, as well as, you know, our, our hopes, dreams for the future. And uh, so, you know, we're going to go into some um, uh, information on, you know, what is a what is a wounded child? And Steph, you want to take the forefront front on that one? Uh, and first, I want to add that, you know, when we go through life, we go through experiences and we through those experiences, we absorb information into our brain and they come in through our five senses, sometimes through our self-talk too. You know, you could throw your self-talk in there a little bit because that absorbs some experiences as well. But those five senses, when we interpret information or that experience, we assign an emotion to it. That emotion gets stored somewhere within our brain, whether it be conscious level or subconscious. And our inner child relies more so in our subconscious. It's that part that makes you feel warm and fuzzy or calm or understood, or it's that part that, you know, makes you feel crushed or betrayed when you're hurt, or maybe you were ignored or you're lied to. So how do you know if your inner child has some wounded um, experiences? Well, you might have this constant feeling of overwhelming shame or guilt or pain. You might have this desire or this chronic need to work, 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 to prove yourself, to achieve. I really feel like that was a part of me growing up a little bit, um, just to prove my worth, my belonging. Um, your inability to uh, be present in the moment. And maybe you have this constant recurring chronic anxiety or fear. You also, you know, if you, if you don't know whether your inner child is wounded, maybe 
you're always trying to be perfect. Maybe you have those feelings of, of rigidness. Maybe you're, you have difficulty noticing and celebrating wins in your life. You know, you could be self-sabotaging and not even know it. And maybe you have rumination where you're constantly thinking of that negative experience or those negative thoughts. So, you know, those are just ways to, to pinpoint, you know, those are more behaviors. So maybe if you're having a lot of these behaviors, um, it could be that your inner child is talk, trying to talk to you or your inner child, you know, has things that it wants you to pay attention to. Can I add on to that? Absolutely. You know, a lot of times people want to um, judge, you know, others, you know, because they don't understand that the inner child's been wounded. And to be honest, you know, the individual oftentimes doesn't understand why they're they're behaving or reacting the way that they do. And some other ways that as an adult, you know, a wounded inner child, um, you know, comes out is in immaturity, impulsiveness, having a low self-esteem our eating disorders, you know, boundary issues with ourselves and others, you know, mental health uh, illnesses such as depression, anxiety, OCD, and ODD. And, uh, you know, they have an issue with, you know, helping cope, uh, coping skills and distress tolerance skills. You know, also they have issues with rage and, and resentments and they need control. And, you know, unfortunately, they struggle with addictions. You know, they have mood swings, you know, intimacy challenges. And, you know, these, this is why it's so important for us to, you know, nurture and heal that and reparent that inner child and, you know, identify with that. And the one thing, I'll be honest, that I struggled with and still struggle with um, is giving myself permission. It feels weird. You know, when, when we are wounded, oftentimes, you know, it feels uncomfortable to treat ourselves with compassion, respect, you know, love, empathy. And, um, you know, for myself, one way that I have been able to reparent my inner child is, you know, I do have two children. So, you know, I look at when I can't look and identify like me as a whole of inner child and adult, I will say, would I treat Chip or Austin this way? What would I say to them? How would I react to them feeling wounded? And then I take that and I use that on myself. You know, because not always am I able to tap into, you know, loving and protecting that inner child that deserved that early on. You know, I can do that as an adult because that's what I see in the mirror, but I don't see that inner child. And so, you know, I just want, you know, to offer, you know, our listeners to, if it feels weird, um, you know, if you have a hard time giving permission, you know, to be a little bit compassionate with yourself because it doesn't, you know, if we're wounded, it doesn't come easy. It will over, it will become easier over time. However, you know, sometimes it, 
it isn't easy right up front. And if you don't listen to that inner child, it's going to wreak havoc in your life. You know, the most successful people, and I'm not talking about money or career, but the most successful people that are able to love the people that are able to build healthy relationships that can navigate their emotion and be able to express themselves. Those successful people listen to their inner child. They've gotten to know their inner child and what that inner child is trying to tell them, what that inner child is thinking, how that inner child plays into future experiences. So listening to your inner child or getting to know that inner child, um, although it may uncover some really bad experiences or thoughts or feelings or things that happen along the way, it truly has an impact on the way you currently think and feel and act in that future. Absolutely. You know, <clears throat> yes, does it bring pain, you know, um, and uncomfortableness? However, when we work through that pain and uncomfortableness, because that's just sitting in the subconscious and, you know, coming out in our actions or reactions. And, you know, I will tell you, we start, having, you know, healthier relationships with not only ourselves, but with others, which is a beautiful thing. So, you know, if it becomes scary to think, oh, God, I don't want to tap into that. You know, I don't want to open Pandora's box. Well, let me tell you, when we, we start opening Pandora's box, we find beautiful gifts that we couldn't imagine having. You know, I, it, I was thinking about, you know, when I was, you know, I, I told my story last week and, you know, when I was told that I was basically worthless, I spent years, that inner child spent years trying to, you know, prove that theory wrong because that stuck in my subconscious. And I didn't realize that until years later, but I was constantly at all costs, it didn't matter what else was going on in my life? Like I worked my life away because I just had something to prove. And I always remember saying that out loud and it was just a worth issue. And it was because my inner child was screaming, you are worthy, you're worthy. Like, just, just prove it, just prove it. And so it really drove me to make a lot of decisions that I don't know if I would have made had I not had those experiences. You know, I, I picture or, you know, I encourage you to, to try to picture this, you know, for me, it was like an internal boxing match, my inner child screaming and my adult self screaming back, you know, like you were saying, you know, your inner kiddo coming out and saying, no, I am worthy. However, that self-dialogue that, you know, we pick up from others, you know, it's like, oh, no you know, trying to, to dismiss that. And for myself, you know, I, I literally, I pick it, you know, think of it as a boxing match. I'm like, okay, we got to get out of the ring. This isn't working. And, uh, you know, I kind of laugh at myself, you know, imagine this, you know, you got, you have all these adults and, you know, I know I talk about the ranch often because it was a monumental, um, experience in my life, a, a game changer. And um, one day, 
we had to build gnomes and we built them out of socks and they were so cute. And, you know, I've been able to build them with other women and, and we had to carry these around as our inner child. And how are we going to take care of this inner child? So it was a, you know, a representation that we were constantly reminded when we were in these classes and that woundedness would come up. It was a way to offer compassion and love to something so we could start digging in and offering it to ourselves. And, you know, at first when we were building it and they said, you know, you're going to carry this around. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to look like you know, crazy people. <laughs> and uh, however, you know, to be honest, it was really brilliant. And, uh, you know, it was exciting, you know, this past, uh, last past weekend, you know, I was able to build those with my casa kiddo. And we really enjoyed it. And, and they really got into it. And so, you know, come, sometimes thinking out of the box is really important and getting excited about the exploration, um, I know has been very helpful for me. Oh, I really like that idea because it really makes you bring focus to something that you really don't see. And, you know, our subconscious can play some big tricks on us if we're not aware of what's happening in our subconscious. Um, especially if we have a lot of pent up experiences and emotions or if we're harboring, you know, things that were not very safe for us. I like that idea because it's, it's really bringing light to one, who is that inner child? And you got to create that inner child. Two, you're bringing that subconscious out into the open and you're saying, hey, this is, this is my subconscious. This is my inner child. And I have to be aware of it at all times so that I can feed it, nurture it, and make sure that it's being heard and understood. Sounds like I'm talking about a kid, right? <laughs> but it's, it's so important that you bring awareness to that. I just feel like there's, you know, I, you know, we have clients, Stacey, you know, and one of the biggest things I notice with clients is that the level of awareness is not where that awareness needs to be in order to gain control of your life to move past some of those things that really keep us stuck. Do you see that? Oh gosh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I always say the biggest gift I've been able to be given through this journey and in life is a massive amount of awareness because that's where I've been able to, you know, implement um, the strategies and the skills to make change, you know, take action so I can make changes. And because without, you know, we did one on awareness and, um, a podcast on awareness and without awareness, I mean, to me, we're walking with blinders on. So how are you supposed to, you know, be able to recognize, you know, our reactions you know, the reasons why, you know, here's another thing. If you are asking yourself over and over, why? That question, why? Why am I doing this? Why does this happen? You know, why? Why does it happen to me? You, yes, why? Yep. 
And, you know, I had a girlfriend before I went into the ranch. She said, Stacy, will you ask them why you always have to ask why? Why you always had to have the answer to why? And I'm going to explain it to you guys. You know, in that subconscious, it's speaking to us and it's saying, when we say why, we're saying we don't have an understanding. That makes sense. So once I started becoming aware, you know, in each that I was in, it was like a two by four hit me in the head. It was like, wow, of course, that's what, why I do that. And when I walked out of there, guess what? I wasn't asking why, because I had the answers. And I know in, uh, you know, specialized in, in, you know, recovery and moving forward. And as you do too, um, you know, I do more of the adult, you know, you do more of the kiddos, um, not saying that you don't work with adults or that I don't work with kiddos. Um, however, you know, we see the biggest, you know, changes and I know, you know, I have a, a 61 year old male that I work with and on Monday, when he left, he said, you know what, Stacy?" He said, because I had said, you know, are we going to keep, you know, this appointment on, on Mondays? Do you want to go bi-weekly? Do you want to go once a month? And he said, can I have this standing appointment for as long as I can see? Mm-hmm. He said, because you know what? You're giving me gifts that I, you know, I've been struggling for 61 years with. And he said, you know what? I owe you a lot. And I really love you. He goes, I, I, I don't want you to think like love you that way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, he just said, you know, I love you for the compassion and for the non-judgment because I've never felt safe with someone. And he shared some really intimate things that he's held, some shame and guilt. And his behaviors haven't always been, you know, healthy and sometimes they've been criminal and you know he's been able to get rid of some of that guilt and shame by us working through it and however this gentleman I'll tell you I give him credit and kudos because you know what with all the exercises that we we go through and I'll, I'll you know he'll go home with to work on because it's not just what you work on in session you know, the biggest growths come from when you recognize and you start working on that daily outside a session and then bring in your obstacles. So we, we can impl- implement, you know, ways to take action on that. And, uh, he, you know, willing to put in the work and he's seeing changes, you know, so I want to offer that gifts. I know, you know, you and I've talked about some of the clients that you're working with and, you know, the changes that they're putting through and the excitement that they're having. And, you know, for me, and I know this is the same for you, Steph. I mean, we get ex- as excited as they do. We do. You know, you know along that line, I, you brought up something I, and we talked about this yesterday. I wanted to talk about it. You know, every time we do a podcast, Stacey, it seems like we get people that reach out to us. People that we 
would have had no idea that they were going through trauma or, you know, woundedness, their inner child was wounded, maybe something tragic. And it's interesting to me how many people are reaching out to us. And I always say, you know, if this world would just talk more about what's really going on inside, we'd have such better relationships around us because we are all carrying some type of burden, some type of 50 pound bag of potatoes, sack of potatoes that weighs us down or has weighed us down over life. And, you know, we are all so connected that way that we're all affected or impacted by something that um, wasn't so great in our life that brings us some type of guilt or shame or, you know, just regret. So I just want to tell our audience that, you know, if you're experiencing something and maybe your inner child hasn't really told you yet, or maybe you're, you're seeing a lot of these signs and signals, but you didn't know it was your inner child. I, I encourage you to get to know your inner child because, you know, why be shameful? Why, why be regretful when we can talk about things and take that burden off and we can learn to live through it because we all carry something and I don't know why we're all so afraid to talk about it and I guess that's why Stacy and I decided to do this podcast to talk about things because we we're not alone if, if you feel alone or if you feel that that shame or that guilt or that um, just you can't forgive people or you feel like whatever experience in your life tra- has trapped you or made you stuck Just know you're not alone. We all share burdens in life and just talking about it. I know for me, it makes me feel better when I talk about things. And Stacey, I know for you, you've said the healing is in the telling. So I just want to say that. You know, there's two things that I just wrote down when you were talking and I was thinking about, you know, when, when you were talking about people reaching out, you know, as a Facebook friend of mine. Um, And I know them, but not know them at all. You know, I've been to like a Christmas party that they were at, but, you know, I didn't know anything about them. And uh, they reached out and said to me, asked if they could be on a podcast. And they explained some of the, the trauma that they've been through. And they would like to have some healing through the telling. And so, you know, I encourage you, if, if this is you or there's a topic you and, you know, that either you're struggling and you don't know how you're stuck, you don't know how to get through it, you know, we'd love, we'd, we'd be honored to have you on, you know, and those are the podcasts that come out on Fridays um, because we want this to be interactive and, um you know, it, it, it's really important. So, you know, that was, that was one thing. And the second thing, uh, to be honest, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot. Um, so maybe that will, that will come back to me. Oh, it's you know. crazy, Stacey. I had two childhood friends reach out to me this week too about the podcast. And one told me her story and the other one said that we could share her story. So it's interesting, you know, people you grow up with, you don't know. 
we we are so good as humans at hiding things, aren't we? Absolutely. I, you know, and I don't know if the person, you, you know, the one that you told me about, you know, that you were close with at their house, is that something that she was willing, you know, not to be identified, but just a little snippet on that one? Yeah. So, you know, here I had this childhood friend, um, spent a lot of time with this family, had no idea um, that there was sexual abuse going on in the home the whole time. So you don't know what's behind the door. You know, I always say, you know, my mom, bless her heart, it, it was a lot about that family image, you know, stuff it under the rug. Don't let anybody see, you know, we're the perfect nucleus family when it was all shattered glass behind the behind the door, you know, and that's okay because most families struggle. We're all, I mean, there's so many different personalities trying to live within a certain framework of space and you have so many different experiences, interpretations of those experiences. It creates a lot of havoc. However, that's family, right? But it's when the bad stuff gets intermingled and it's not talked about or it's hidden because it's bad or wrong. That's when um, this inner child starts to see things a little bit differently and that inner child doesn't feel safe. And that inner child may act out later in life because of what you experienced growing up or in your young adult years. So absolutely. I just think absolutely. You know, I just wanted to bring up one thing and, you know, all the time that you spent there, you know, something resonated with me that you had said, um, and it wasn't on the podcast. So I want to just bring it up. You said, you know what? this this father seemed a little weird like you felt a little uncomfortable and you know what i will tell you even in my own personal life you know as i shared my my emotional story you know thinking back there were signs but i dismissed them because i'm like no and like you were saying oh my god you know this person my my friend's you know father was was prominent in the community you know held a really high position you know um may i say what the position was uh, let's let's keep that okay i'll, I'll just choose that and what i want to know let you know is through all the classes that i've had to take on on pedophilia and stuff for for the casa program is that these you know oftentimes you know doctors, police officers, lawyers, you know, uh, teachers, um, you know, you name it. And you know what, because they're, and they're, they're nice, and you would never know. And they, they put that camouflage on. And it's very manipulative how they do it. And they get themselves in professions that they have access and they have this feeling of superiority and that allows them to offer the control. You know, I, I you know, it, it just, it just amazes me. You know, the people that have come to me um, and I'm the individual that, you know, was the perpetrator in, in, in 
the circumstance in, in my life. I've had so many people come to me and say, you know what, let me tell you, that person made me feel really uncomfortable. And I had said on that podcast, as, as you know, one of those members in the, in the family, like your, your friend, mm-hmm. we're not taught, what do you do with that? What do you do when a family tries to brush it under the rug or leave the white elephant in the room or, you know, nope, it dismissed. Nope, it didn't. We're not allowing it to, to leak out. What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? And so, you know, I wanted to, to move into, because we're getting towards the end, you know, like some ways of starting to heal that inner wounded child, if I may. Absolutely. Let's talk about that because I think it's so important. And maybe this will help our audience, you know, bring awareness to the inner child. You know, one is to be able to recognize trauma for what it was, you know, giving yourself permission, because oftentimes, you know, when we've been in these dysfunctional family dynamic systems, you know, you're met with the resistance. No, it didn't, you know, your life was good, you know, because they don't want to have to look at, at what it is. You know, and yeah, the inner self without judgment or self-blame or criticism, you know, start reclaiming your own control and your own beliefs and, you know, seek out support. There's no shame in the game of asking for help or support, you know, help yourself. Don't isolate yourself because that takes you down the rabbit hole. Yeah. and keeps you stuck, you know, take care of, you know, put, put that, that boundary up and, you know, put your uh, emotional needs and your physical needs first and say, no, you know, this is top priority. No one's getting into that or changing that, you know, learn to, to understand, you know, what the true meaning of acceptance and letting go you know, and replacing some of those, you know, unhealthy habits with some healthy ones. And a big one, folks, is to be able to be compassionate, patient with ourselves. And remember that recovering and healing is a process. We didn't get wounded overnight. And I hate to tell you, we're not going to receive healing overnight either. However, healing and recovery is possible. And, you know, I say this often, we don't need to just survive in life. We have and deserve the ability to thrive throughout our life. And so, uh, Steph, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, just I wrote down a couple of things while you were talking there. You know, one of the things that I see a lot with young people that I work with is, you know, what are your values and beliefs? I think our childhood experiences kind of know that our childhood experiences, depending on the circumstance, it can confuse the child depending on what's happening, whether it's right or wrong. 
So your values and your beliefs as a child, you might be taught one way, but if you have a perpetrator in your house that's doing things that cross those values and beliefs that you were told to have, then it causes some confusion of like, what is right and wrong? So trying to figure out what, you know, what is right and wrong. And sometimes you have to have help with doing that. You have to have someone help you put things in perspective because a lot of times you're bouncing that around in your head because that's what's helping you create that shame and that guilt because you feel like you're, you know, you were part of it or you were the reason for it or you're just confused because you've got so many mixed emotions. So figuring out what is right and wrong, figuring out what your beliefs are, what your values are, so that you can form, start to form healthy relationships that fit within those values and beliefs. Because getting to know your inner child is about understanding your inner child, but also trying to find that safe place for you in the future. And the inner child likes to feel safe. And so if you can really figure out what you stand for, what you stand upon, what is important in your life, what are the must-haves in your life, and create those values and beliefs that make you feel safe, that will help you build those better relationships. It will help you build the better environment around you. It will help you nurture yourself, and it will help you, you know, de- develop clear emotional um, boundaries, physical boundaries, emotional boundaries. It, it will also help you be able to open your eyes to that future to where you can create passions, you can create hobbies, and, you know, you'll feel like celebrating yourself. So, you know, healing that inner child definitely starts with getting to know it, listening to it, being being okay to face some of those vulnerabilities or those experiences that were a little bit scary and trying to process them slowly so that you can reduce those anxieties and fears around that. Absolutely. You know, the one thing that I use a lot is just we deserve for our inner child and adult self to feel safe. That is our right. That's what we deserve. You know, and I call it, you know, living, you know, our our self-beliefs and stuff. And I believe, you know, I look at that as our moral compass. You know, what do we want to live in uh, or or identifying? What is our moral compass? And, uh, you know, our moral compass to me is something that you're proud of. You know, the behaviors that you exhibit and believe in that you're proud of and uh, aren't too afraid to, to share and can rejoice. You know, another thing that, you know, I had thought about when you said, you know, facing it facing those, those fears, um, you know, remember folks, we can't heal from what we're not willing to face. So true. And, um, you know, so as scary as that is, you know, when you're going through it, you know, even saying to yourself, have different mantras, you know, I can't, I can't heal from what I'm not willing to face. So pony up, pony up, <laughs> yeah. get ready to ride. It's a bucking Bronco. Recovery is a bucking 
Joaquin Branco. And let me tell you, you you'll become, you know, a master in the rodeo sector. And uh, however, I'm going to tell you, you know, I now rejoice and celebrate go me's every day and, and give myself, you know, the permission, you know, and, you know, I encourage you to say to yourself, why not start today? Why not start today? Why, why shouldn't I start living the life that I have always deserved? It's not wanted. It's we have deserved it, you know, just for being, you know, created. That That's our right. Any last thoughts, Steph? Yeah, I'm going to say what I always say to people. You know, I get one shot at this life and I'm going to try to make it the absolute best that I can. But more importantly, it goes back to what I said earlier. We all have our shit. We all do. When you can stop feeling embarrassed or guilty or shameful about it and just realize that we're all just humans, just trying to make it through this world, that allows you that freedom to talk to somebody about it. And I highly encourage you to put the shame train down, jump off it, stop feeling like you're the only person in the world that life has really been crappy for and open up to somebody because that first step of opening up to somebody you trust and that you trust will value what you say and just listen, it will open so many doors to recovery because when you take control of what's going on inside of you, it opens pathway, pathways you never would have thought. And some people I know in their heads say, you know, I just, I don't deserve happiness. Bullshit. Everyone deserves happiness. Everyone. But it's not going to come to you. You have to go chase it down. And I promise you, when you chase it down and you lasso it and you get that bunco or that bucking bronco to stop, you will find happiness and you will relish in life and you will cherish the little things and you will find that compassion. And I'll leave you all with this. You know, you mentioned about finding compassion earlier. How do you find compassion? Compassion, that, that was something that was really hard for me because I was so stuck in my own stuff. If you want to find compassion, start caring for somebody that can't care for themselves, care for somebody that is less fortunate, someone that struggles in their daily life physically, that they can't do things for themselves. Take care of someone that needs help, and it'll help you build compassion. It'll also help you see the gratitude towards your own life. That's all I got, Stacey. Absolutely. You know, I'm excited for our um, podcast. This is going to be on people pleasing. Um, I know that this one is one that you're like, ooh, the people pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just wanted to remind you guys to smile and be kind, not just to others, but to yourself. 
I like that little twist on the end. And don't forget, do better, be better, and treat people better. Talk to you soon, friends. Bye.